What's your favorite scary movie? where two 20-something LGBTs talk the horror movie of the week, real-life crime or events, and if it's worthy of being an honorary gay film. And yes, the titles are puns. I'm Elle. I'm Kate. Hello. Hello. So, uh, this week we are doing... Uh, this was Elle's choice. Something. This is rare that it's something I haven't seen before. So <laughs> we did 2014's As Above, So Below. Woo! <laughs> written and directed by John Eric Dowdle and co-written by Drew Dowdle. Yes. Uh, so it's about a group of idiots who go to the Paris catacombs. <laughs> <laughs> it's found footage style because she's like, they're filming it to document her journey of trying to find this thing. The like philosoph- her, yeah. The philosopher's stuff. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I guess that's not just a Harry Potter thing. I was like, oh. No, no. Nicholas Flamel and the philosopher's stuff. <laughs> I was like, either that or this takes place in the Harry Potter universe. Either of which is fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is one of those movies where I'm just like. You, you ever watch a horror movie and you're just like, why are you doing this? <laughs> you don't. You don't need to be doing this. Same with, like, in, like, the 47 meters down, the second one, where they're like, let's just go cave diving in the water in these, like, that no one has ever explored. And I'm like, yeah, that's a great idea. You should get eaten by sharks. Yeah. Well, so why, why did you pick this movie, I'm curious. <laughs> well, I really like it, because I just, I, I'm not quite sure why I like it so mm-hmm. much. Maybe because it's, like, I'm also very, like, enamored and I love the catacombs of Paris so and I've never been to it but I make I want to go to it one day um and I also love the lead because she's just like just ready to just go for it and just go do whatever it needs to be done in order to like find the philosopher's stone that her father was trying to also find before he died um so just like her relentless like pursuit of it no matter the consequences of the actions like, which has pros and cons, yeah. of course. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I really love it, and I also love that it's a whole uh, story that is supposed to, like, reference Dante's Inferno um, as they ascend the levels down into it in order to get through hell and make their way out. Um, and so, like, each, like, encounter they have with something of their past is supposed to reference, like, a level in hell, like... You know, her father died by suicide, so he'd be on, like, level four or something, and then just, uh, how Benji, it's supposed to be, like, uh, he left, like, he did something to, like, the girl that obviously that came in and, like, shoved him over the side of the well, and I think it's referenced that he, like, didn't treat her well or something like that, so just, like, kind of just revenge almost and so maybe she died from that and that was like wanting her to get revenge stuff like that so and I've always I love that kind of story and I just really and it's one of the better found footage movies in my opinion um in that having it so that way like you can't see it because of the shaky camera 
it works for the creatures that are supposed to be in these tunnels. Mm -hmm. Because what's scarier than what you can't see of something absolutely terrifying instead of just it being random shaky cameras, you know? Yeah, and it definitely adds to, like, the claustrophobia of it all. Like, the... Oh, yeah. (laughs) So much claustrophobia. It's, like, the same vibes I got during, like, the last, like, 15 minutes of the, the Blair Witch sequel or re- reboot oh yeah or I guess it, yeah it's a sequel or she's just like under you're like oh um <laughs> and it was cool that they had like the multiple cameras on like the head cameras of everyone so that they could yeah I mean I didn't know anything about the Dante's Inferno thing because I can't read and didn't know any of that so that's news no. to me that's cool <laughs> <laughs> wow no Oh, yeah, that was, like, so, like, at the end when you see the hooded figure. Oh, know, that's why? On the chair. It's supposed to be the, the devil, Oh, yeah. that, that was him. Supposedly. Okay. That's him. There he is. Um, I was just, like, cool. I, just, I love the the whole the creatures and everything in there and just how they're, like, she's so smart, too, and I love oh. it. Just, like, because she's figuring out everything. She's just such a smart girl and uh, definitely wouldn't have gotten as far without her boy George boy there. George. Yeah, I liked I liked the like <laughs> national treasure turns it took where that's like okay we need to, we need to know this remember these historical facts to get forward like yeah history is cool <laughs> bless history yeah, truly national treasure but make it horror like. <laughs> <laughs> gonna put what what was it they put on the back of the Declaration of Independence it was like lemon juice or something and it revealed the hidden map. And I was like, yeah, parallels. Taken down to Tim. <laughs> so what what did you think? Since I know this was like the first time yeah. you ever saw it. I like I went in like not expecting anything because I hate film footage movies. But like you said, this was a pretty decent one. Um, more than others. Um, and uh, like I said, I thought it was interesting of like that they're history buffs and that's why they're doing this. I mean, it's still... I still wouldn't go down there. <laughs> I, I love that, like, every found <laughs> footage movie seems to have, like, a cameraman that does not want to be there. He's like, I'm out. And, like, poor Benji's like, what is going on? Um, <clears throat> I love... Uh, Papillion. It's a wild card. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when he started just throwing the smoke bombs at the police. I'm like, you're in a cave, man. Um, I thought it was funny that like, like no offense to this man to um to Zed, but I thought it was funny that he was like the other survivor amongst the two leads. Isn't that? It, I was like, he's I know, still right? alive at one point. Like everyone else had died. Because <laughs> you got your two ingenues, and then like kind of like Benji and. P- Papillion are like the two other leads and they get knocked off and then Zed is just still there yeah. and he's like okay bye <laughs> peace out bye <laughs> peace out no yeah I guess they just wanted to have somebody from the like group of Papillons um to survive yeah. and not just like the main two leads why not I guess I, don't know. I just thought it was interesting okay uh, uh, I thought that the, the way they get out was really cool yeah. too I was like, oh, that's why it's called this. Like, oh, yeah. That's why it's called as above so Um. I was like watching this and I'm like, if they get hit by a car, I'm gonna be so fucking mad. 
get out of the street. That's <laughs> what they do. There's nobody on that street that's like, why? Are, who's climbing out of that sewer like that? What's going like, on? Did you kiss You're so lucky it wasn't this? dead night. <laughs> What's up? Um. No, yeah, like, I'd like to eat the whole thing since it's supposed to, like, parallel how they got in. And then, you know, the dead, like, uh, mm-hmm. soldier guy that they found originally, and he was, like, still pretty preserved, and then they went past him again when they were getting out, and he was, like, mm-hmm. just gross looking. Honestly, I love the, <laughs> I love parallels so much, it's my favorite thing. And also the message, to like, the little message hidden inside that, like, the little mirror where it shows that, like, you are the Philosopher's Stone, or just, like, you are the one that makes the life or something, you know? I'm not quite sure how to word it, but, like, basically it's not the stone that's important, it's you. And that's how she saves her boy there. Uh, He'd be dead without her. My favorite part of the whole movie might have been when she's like, okay, I have to go back for the stone. And there's some, like, random, like, monster she just, like, smacks and just keeps going. Yeah. (laughs) I, like, scream. Just smack. (laughs) Yeah, like, good for her. She's... (laughs) From the get-go, in that first scene... Uh, where she starts smashing that wall. And they're like, oh, maybe don't do that. They're gonna pull oh, yeah. up anyway. I gotta get in here. Yeah, just, just, she's just relentless. And she's just so willing to go for it. And I don't really, I love her. I think she's great. <laughs> Definitely. So. We should, we, do we want to get into the Paris sure, Catacombs? Talking about some real events. This is your day. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the whole the little history of the catacombs for the like two people who may not know in the world um, the original purpose of the catacombs was meant to solve a public health crisis because there was just an overcrowded cemetery and it was starting to smell uh, like just way back uh, in the like 18th century 17th century uh, so there was like rampant spreads of disease and like just a smell of rot and then that's like in 1786 they decided to empty the cemetery and transfer the remains of the city's dead into the tunnels that already existed below the streets of Paris Uh, and the tunnels had been created from the mining of limestone quarries like centuries before so they were already pre-built so they just thought let us shove them in here it'll be great so over the course of 12 years, the bodies of 6 to 7 million people were moved down to what is now a regular tourist destination known as the Catacombs of Paris. So the tunnels that make up the catacombs go through more than 200 miles uh, under Paris, and every single one of those miles, like, there's always people, dead bones, lined up and just put on these walls. Uh, basically, if you wanted to travel it, it's to give a length, it's like a trip of a car, uh, a car trip between New York and Boston. So if somebody lives up there, they're like, oh shit, that's a long way. Um, a few people have gotten lost in these catacombs. Uh, but one of the most famous ones is the disappearance and subsequent death of Philibert Aspart. Uh, he was a doorkeeper and porter for the Val de Grasse Hospital, uh, which ventured and ventured down into the catacombs through a staircase accessible from the hospital's courtyard 
and then he was never seen again. Uh, his body was then discovered in 1804, so this was way before anybody, like, cameras, anything of that. Um, he'd been missing from his house from about 10 to 12 years, according to his death certificate. Um, which means that, uh, like, his disappearance occurred somewhere between, uh, type this wrong, 1902 and 1904. Uh, his remains were found only a few feet from an exit. So he was very close to getting out, and he just did not make it. Uh, there's a lot of people that believe he's still down there. Uh, his tomb is located deep within the catacombs underneath Rue Henry Barbus in an area that's restricted to the public. But according to some, his ghosts wander freely throughout the tunnels, and he's said to protect those who venture into the catacombs, um, though they don't quite know what he's protecting them from. Anyways. Uh, and there's also the more recent case of some teenagers that got lost three days within the catacombs in 2017 and they were found on June 14th. Uh, they were treated for hypothermia and nobody knows quite how they got in there. There's about a roughly mile and quarter of the tunnels that are officially open to the public, uh, which no one has gotten lost in, uh, as an operator of the catacombs museum has told, uh, but it has been illegal to enter the catacombs uh, outside of those areas since 1955. Uh, entrances and exits to the tunnel are regularly tracked down and boarded up, so it's like really, it's getting harder and harder to find your way into the catacombs uh, illegally. Oh no! So, yeah. <laughs> that's what the police were for in the movie. <laughs> they found you, they found them quick yeah. too, didn't they? They were just like slamming into them like, hell no! <laughs> so, uh, that hasn't stopped the truly dedicated from seeking out the dwindling number of open oh entrances. They're called cataphiles. Why? Since they're so dedicated to getting into the catacombs. Um, they want to, they just have different reasons for entering. Oh they want to throw, like, clandestine parties, wanting to explore. Go to Dave and Buster's or something. Oh, yeah. Just... Um, and... I just don't get it, man. <laughs> Why would you do that? It's just because there's so much that hasn't oh, been explored, and so they just kind of want to be, like, the first to find something, I guess. Uh, and so in the early 90s, uh, one such explorer allegedly lost their way and left behind a discarded camera with some, like, minute-and-a-half-long footage that's... Nothing jumps out or anything. Um, and it is in black-and-white footage, because uh, it was, you know, video cassettes and digital camcorders weren't released until the late 90s. Uh, and so it's all in black and white. Um, it's point of view shots, much like the movie, uh, and it's pretty unre like unremarkable until the final few minutes, because uh, the shot goes from just like tunnels and bones, and then to just something starts happening. Um, all video footage that I've tried to find of it has like been taken down. Um, so somebody was able to outline what happens in the video. Uh, the explorer first like began to walk faster and then he starts running. Uh, you can hear his breathing start to get heavier uh, over the video camera as he starts running. And he sounds extremely uh, desperate, sounds scared. Uh, so it starts doing the whole shaky camera, you can't quite see what's going on. Um, and it's looking back between these different tunnels, uh, between which ones he should run to next. Um, and we don't see what he's running from, or if he's running from something at all. Uh, and then the camera just simply drops to the ground, and it just stays there. 
Uh, it films his feet running away and, and leaving the camera and his only source of light, mind you, <clears throat> that he has alone. And then it just keeps filming until the cassette runs out of tape. So the camera was allegedly found in one of the deepest areas of the catacombs by other explorers some years later, uh, but the man who brought it down there was nowhere to be found. Uh, nobody knows who he was, nobody has found his remains, and nobody has any idea what happened to him. Um, it simply could be that he got lost among the catacombs and just died in a part that people haven't gotten to yet. Um, nobody has a specific year for when this happened. They believe it happened in the early 90s because of the type of video footage that was used. Um, uh, according to another podcast known as Haunted Places, it occurred in 1993, uh, <laughs> that they always present their stories as real, even when they may not be. Uh, they have they have very consistent, uh, solid research behind it, um, even though many of their spookier aspects come from hearsay urban legends. So it's estimated that it could be around that year, but no one quite can say like for sure that it was that year that that it happened. Uh, the first time that the footage was ever shown to the public was on October twenty fourth, two thousand. Uh, it was part it was aired as part of a segment about the Paris catacombs on the TV program Scariest Places on Earth which aired uh, first on Fox Family Network before going to ABC Family, which is now Freeform. Oh god, that's an old statement, isn't it? Uh, Sci-fi and various other uh, cable channels. So, it doesn't appear in any other format besides the film that you see. So, the footage does exist. It's just harder to find because I can't find video of it. Um... So, according to Francis Freeland, um, who was a documentary filmmaker featured on Scariest Places on Earth, who investigated the footage, uh, he acquired the video directly from the cataphiles who allegedly recovered the camcorder, and when he ventured into the catacombs himself during that episode, he and his team seemingly found a section of the tunnels that may have appeared in the missing man's video. Uh, the footage that they shoot is really creepy. <laughs> I wouldn't go into any part on Discovered Catacombs. Um, the trouble uh, is that it, you know, if the man disappeared at all, because nobody has, nobody saw his face on the camera, obviously, um, and just people are just baffled if he really did disappear in the catacombs at all. Um, so in 2015, YouTuber Rob Dyke observed that in all the years that have passed since the Scariest Places on Earth episode uh, that aired, not one person who could have been involved in a potential hoax has stepped forward to come clean about it, so it's been almost like two decades since it happened. Uh, even if the man wasn't being chased by some kind of paranormal creature or just ghost even, uh, there are plenty of non-paranormal explanations for why he may have suddenly lost his cool and just started running. Um, there's the Dyatlov Pass incident, uh, which is like hypothermia, you start getting really cold, uh, and just, you start panicking, you're trying to find a way out, so you just, your reason and any type of, you know, stay calm, stay cool, just flies out the door and so you're just trying to escape. Uh, so research has found that disoriented people really do walk around in circles without meaning to, while isolation can boost our anxiety, 
uh, cause our mental performance to drop and even prompt hallucination. So in the 1950s, there was a study on sensory deprivation and isolation that was meant to last six weeks, but famously, its participants ended up being able to stand the conditions for only a few days, which ended the experiment much sooner. Uh, nobody knows how long the alleged missing man was down in the catacombs, the, but people do think that the conditions he would have been in would have started to mess with his perceptions of reality. Uh, which may have ramped up his anxiety, caused him to be disoriented, he may have hallucinated something chasing him, which is why he started running and seeming like he was very scared. Um, so, people don't know where he entered from because nobody has really been able to find these tunnels. They think they may have found it during the Scariest Places on Earth episode that was aired, um, which you can actually view on YouTube. They have it set up. Um, so, they, some people even speculate that the whole thing was just an act, uh, that the Lost the Explorer was an actor who did it, um, but nobody, <laughs> yeah, um, so as our favorite ghost hunter, Zach Biggins, uh, caught up with, uh, Friedland in a special episode called Netherworld, which premiered in 2014. Um, so, <laughs> there's not much in the interview that we didn't already know. Like, Friedland was never able to identify the missing man. Don't know what happened to him. Uh, can't confirm that the tunnels that Friedland's initial exploration went into, because he didn't go into it, obviously. Because he's a little sane in that. Um, uh, Friedland told uh, Bagans that he would never, ever, ever go back into the catacombs. Smart man. Yeah. Um, he says he refuses to go back down there. So. Uh, so the guy, that, the person that I followed this article from, he sounds like a very skeptic person. There's a lot more that goes into it, but he's just like, <laughs> I don't know if this is real. And I'm just like, I, I choose to believe it probably might be real. Um, but... Yeah, there's, there's like, just people just trying to get into these tunnels, and, like, I think there was one time that these, the police went down into the tunnels, they found an entrance, and they found, uh, like, mm. all these chairs in, like, this room and what looked like a screen and, like, a, like a mini movie theater almost set up. I believe it was in the catacombs. Um... And then, so, they went back to get stuff for evidence, and when they went back into the tunnel, like, an hour later, everything was gone. Uh, and there was a single note in the middle of the floor that says, do not try to find us. And they haven't found anything, something similar since, but there are people that go down and host parties, or host, like, that kind of, uh, ritual chant that was going on at the beginning of the movie. Just hold, just weird people as they said, go down into the catacombs. So, that's that's that with the history of Paris's catacombs yeah. and people of today, so. That's yeah, creepy. I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd want to go down, but only in, like, the public area. Um, yeah, you don't even need supernatural entities to Just don't get go. fucked up down there, it sounds like, like you said. Especially since it is a very claustrophobic area where some of these yeah. tunnels could be. And just, like, especially if you're yeah. alone. Like, 
that can majorly mess with you. Wait, I have an important question. Isn't so. the, isn't the catacombs where the Phantom of the Opera lives? Is that? <laughs> uh, that could be. I've never, I think because he lived underneath the Paris Opera House. So there could be a connection because this is just such a huge tunnel that there's a possibility that unknown <laughs> tunnels could be underneath I mean, the Opera House. I don't know for sure. That's just speculation. I mean, th- he's also um, not he real. He could live in there. It's just, but I mean, like, in the lore, isn't yeah. that? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think in the lore he lives some, <laughs> something, something like, like that, yes. It's underground in Paris. That's all we know. That's all we know. Well, I mean, <laughs> uh, I'm never going there. Never. Nev- nope. <laughs> I'll just go get some crates and you can go. <laughs> go down with a headlamp. Climbing over some bones. Let's go. <laughs> well, thank you. It's like, if I was going into the Paris catacombs, yeah. I'd just simply not go. <laughs> Rip to explorers. I'm different. Yeah. I'm different. Well. So, like, um, so the movie itself is no, not you, pick, you picked a straight gay, ass movie but it's, like, <laughs> it's pretty straight um but I, I like to think that Scarlet's bi sure, that's sure. just me <laughs> cause she cause she like seems like when uh George is talking to the uh the lady that would let them back in to like look at Nicholas mm-hmm. Flamel's tombstone uh and Benji's like and she's like <laughs> she's really pretty and she's like she's got great legs and Scarlet just kind of like smiled <laughs> just like I was just like, oh. <laughs> so. <laughs> so. Um, but I just think it's still a good movie. It's definitely one of the better uh, found footage horror films. Because I've seen a lot of oh, yeah. terrible found footage horror films. Yeah, like a lot of them use so it many. as an excuse to like just be shitty or like have shitty camera work. And like this didn't. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, the camera moves realistically to what was, yeah. what would be happening, especially if it's on your head. Yeah. And you're freaking out and all that, so. I always wanted to ask, uh, what would your ideal, like, found footage horror movie, I guess, what would you love to see from, like, a found footage, like, in, that would work really well for you, I guess, if you watched it? Like in terms of camera or oh. just like just like don't shake the shit yeah, out. Yeah, don't camera. have a scene where it's like don't have like five different scenes in your movie where it's like what was that and then it's like like running like. <laughs> <laughs> Am I making sense? Um, I, 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 I can't whoa, see whoa, it. Whoa, what was that? I what can't was don't know. That? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I guess I don't really have an idea. I mean, taking of Deborah Logan's my favorite. We talked about that already. That was oh yeah. Really I don't know. Or and ghost. I don't. Do you count Ghost Watch as a found footage movie? That's different, I guess. But it could be. Um, but since it's supposed to be airing live, I guess it's just like yeah, live true. footage. Live footage, live footage movie. movie. We love it. I, just love um, so I don't know. Like I don't know what hasn't been done yet in this genre. It's. It, uh, I wonder if there's ever been a footage, uh, found footage. Uh, movie where it's just like installed cameras around different places and they just it kind of like paranormal activity but if they didn't do the point of view camera like how they had like uh, the camera set up over the house and then just well, that's all the I point guess of view kind you of got. like well, Adam, Rif- Adam Rifkin's look does that but it's not really a horror movie mm. it's just 
just like it's all um from security cameras and stuff yeah something like, like that. a security camera so that way it's like you can't see past this one like point of view so like anything mm-hmm. that goes outside of your blind spot it's like it gives you the you know what could be happening is much more terrifying than what mm-hmm. if they just showed it on screen so i always like leaving things to the imagination sometimes um no, I wish they, because uh, I knew we were going to talk about the Descent one day uh, <laughs> on here. Yeah, I got a lot of Descent vibes from this. Yeah, yeah. I th- I th- everything is inspired by the Descent, <laughs> as we should all found footage in caves. Uh, let's go into an unknown cave that we don't know and just go for it. Uh, yeah, they're just doing it for leisure in that one. They're not even trying to find an Yeah. They're just like, this is a good girls' trip, right? <laughs> <laughs> girls' trip! creatures guys, yeah. uh anyway well do you want to wind down <laughs> yeah sure um would you like me to sure, go first I have or to pull up my letterbox i forgot what I'm yeah yeah sure um i rewatched logan for the first time oh. in ages and i love daphne Keene so much she's so good mm-hmm. in that movie um i'm just a huge jackman love that man um and I, was, I just forgot how emotional I got during that movie. I was just, like, near the end, I was just like, this is a lot to take in. Especially because it was it's supposed to be, like, the last time that Hugh Jackman was ever going to play Wolverine. And um, Patrick Stewart was like, this is supposedly the last time he was going to play Charles Xavier. And it's just like, what am I going to do? You, you can't ever, like, reboot those characters, truly. Like... He hoped, like, because Hugh Jackman hopes that uh, Laura becomes the new Wolverine, and I'm just like, please, <laughs> listen to him, because I can't, I can't imagine anybody else playing Wolverine himself besides Hugh Jackman. Like, he's been here for so long, and like, like he is Wolverine to me. Like, I can't, like, they they started drawing him to look like Hugh Jackman in the comics, so you know, you get used to it all this time, um, and then. I finished the first season of Deadwood recently. Oh. I just like binged the rest of the the rest of the season and just been coloring and all that stuff while I watch it because coloring is relaxing. And I highly encourage people to get into it if they enjoy like winding down from something like coloring or just games on your phone, whatever. Just do something that's fun and doesn't stress you out. Uh, so yeah, that's that's all I've been pretty much up to. Um, Halloween it happened did. this past Thursday, so I was kind of dressed up for that. I put on my my fake horns and my bat wings that I have. Once some some trick or treater called me Le- Maleficent, so I was like, I'll take that, even though I wasn't supposed to be. I was just supposed to be something. Uh, and someone wanted to pet. My cat Gibson, because he was sitting at the door. He, obviously, he's a he's a black cat. So when you see him on Halloween, everyone's just like, oh, black cat. And I'm just like, sorry, he doesn't quite like strangers. <laughs> Otherwise, I totally would. Um, but other than that, it's been pretty chill. We're in November, and I'm just like, this year's going by too fast. I don't know what to do with myself anymore. Yeah, I. I, like, reached a point, I have been celebrating Halloween since, like, July, so, like, the the last day of of October, like, on Halloween, I was just like, I, I've watched so much horror, I need to go, I need need to just stop, (laughs) I need to 
to take a moment. Um, <laughs> luckily, it's I'm doing November for the first time. We watch film noir in November. It's something that Brian um, Old Films Flicker started. So I watched Sweet Smell Success. <laughs> Big surprise. And yes. I, I watched. I hadn't seen it yet. Uh, Detour. Um, oh, I've I've heard of that film. I haven't good. watched it, but I've heard of it. Seven minutes, which we love. Um, it is just. Oh, I mean, this is all it. film noir. Like it's this man just making terrible decisions and overthinking in <laughs> overthinking so much that he makes even worse decisions. And I'm like, I can re- I can relate. Oh, yeah, you love to um, see it. <laughs> he's been like, yeah. This hit basically this. He's like hitchhiking an accident. The guy who's taking him, who, whose car is in, um, dies, and he's like, he's like, there's no. Oh my god! Like, his train of thought is like, there's no way they're gonna think that I didn't kill him for his money. Uh, so obviously I should take his identity. <laughs> I'm gonna take his clothes, his wallet, his co- his car, and just pretend to be him until I get to California, and then he. Picks up a hitchhiker. I don't know why you would do that while you're doing all that. And she she knew the guy that he's pretending to be. And she's like, Oh uh, shit. Uh, hello. <laughs> and I see she's you. pissed. She's just, um, it's great. I don't know. God. Yeah, I'm looking forward to watching. Film is kind of in a blind spot for me, but something that's intriguing. So I'm going to try and watch more. Yeah, that's what I've been up to. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, the the usual Halloween stuff like Hocus Pocus and like, Hellbent and whatever you gotta do. Yeah. Yeah. Good old horror. Um, there's I think some of the best costumes that I saw. There was a little kid who was dressed up like Joker. Like I think it was like oh, we, Joaker. We counted Phoenix's all the Joker, Jokers. Actually. We got up to like eighteen, me- I think. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Um, and then there was some, a little boy who was dressed up like one of those, like, Minecraft, like, green dudes, almost, and he had, like, a little square box and stuff, and I was like, oh, he's cute. We saw, like, three of those inflatable (laughs) T-Rex outfits, um, and one of them, like, pressed the face against the door, because we have a glass door in now. So it was especially funny, because Gibson was just staring at it, like, he wasn't quite sure what to do with that. Um, it was funny. It was a good time, um. Definitely a lot more than I remember from last year of trick-or-treating, but we don't have, like, this huge neighborhood that's super populated, so we don't get nearly as many kids. Uh, and my parents refuse to give out the giant candy bars, <laughs> even though I keep begging them to do that, because my next-door neighbor a long time ago when I was little, he used to hand out, like, king-size candy bars of, like, every kind. So, like, he was the house to go to for... Uh, Halloween, and now that he's gone, uh, nobody has taken the place yet, but I'm just like, one day somebody has to step up to the mantle and bring back the king-size bars. Um, but other than that, it was pretty, it was a pretty chill Halloween night, and I was grateful. It was, there was snow on the ground in my, in my city, because it had snowed the day before, uh, which is not the first time it's happened on Halloween, um, but it was the second coldest Halloween wow. that we've had since 1993. Hey, Missouri! So, make of that what you will. <laughs> well, that's cool. Fucking Missouri, man. I hope, I hope everyone listening had a great Halloween, a so. safe Halloween. Absolutely. Because now we're getting into the Thanksgiving 
period slash I've already uh, seen like yeah, five they, ads they for show Christmas, Christmas shit ads on, on Halloween though like get it get it together <laughs> oh I'm like I can't I feel I'm like I'm so glad I'm not in real estate right now because I could just see Barnes and Noble just like putting up shit it's like oh I can't do this anyways yes yeah, so. oh my god that's too much I'm gonna try and me. find I, something yeah. themed <laughs> that we can do for the the pod even count like the oath as a whole yes. movie if I can't find anything else. Was no, your next? It's, it's not during anything call? specific, uh, but we also already did your or next. Or was that just a dinner? <laughs> we'll, we'll think of something. Yeah, I know. I was just like, uh, damn it. Should have. We'll think of something. Wrap up because my cat scratched so. the door. Uh, but, uh, but you can find me at okay. Madden on Twitter. <laughs> well, thank you guys. Yes. Uh, you can find me at LM Designs on Twitter, and you can find the podcast at Horror Time Pod on Twitter and Stop Horror Time Pod on Facebook. Uh, and if you'd like to give us any kind of ratings or comments on any of your favorite uh, apps like uh, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, stuff like that, just mm-hmm. tell us what you think, just for the algorithms and stuff like that. And don't forget to just spread the word to anybody who's looking into getting into a horror podcast or just wants to listen to more uh, queer creators, I guess. And we will see you guys next week.